Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? We have made it to episode 99, which is only one away from 100. I know. Lily's, like, scared. I'm kind of scared, too. What's going to happen when we hit 100? It feels like, like Y2K. It was like everything's going to blow up. <laughs> yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen. But welcome to my Met Gala. I decided to dress up today. And Lily's pissed. You guys, I was in a sweatshirt. I was all comfy and cozy because, you know, it's the holidays. P.S. Thanks for the nice comments about the graphics because they took a really long time and I really appreciated it. But yeah, so I was all cozy, ready to go. And Jesse just shoots me a text. She's like, by the way, um, it looks like, did you say you were going to the Met Gala? Is that, or no, that she was going to a black tie affair. To which I said, Oh, <laughs> you know what happened is that I got sent this lipstick that's like very wine colored and then I put it on and my hair was straight. I was like, okay, well, I can't just put on a sweatshirt with this because I'm vibing. I got the glitter, got the lipstick. I walk into my closet and I see like it's the first thing I see is this velvet dress that I shit you not, I will never wear again. So it's like, if I don't wear it now, when am I going to wear it again? And I deserve to feel like a princess. I thought I would still be able to get away with the sweatshirt, but then we got on no. FaceTime and I was like, fuck you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, you you should you should be encouraging my gremlin ass to feel beautiful and put together. When do I ever get to I look would like this? If it didn't mean that, then my gremlin <laughs> ass. <laughs> beautiful. True, true. That makes sense. Oh, okay, guys. So we have quite the episode for you today. There are some really troubling things we have to talk about, some really funny things we have to talk about. Should we start with Christy Carlson Romano? <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Honestly, yeah. Of course. I was going to say, no, let's leave it to the end because then we'll have a palate cleanser. But now that we have our new segment called We Love the Internet, we're going to have a little palate cleanser at the end anyway. So we're going to show you exactly. funny clips or videos or something that made us smile, something funny from the internet, uh, just to, you know, restore faith in humanity. So now we can just sandwich it. So we'll have the bad stuff in the middle and now we can start with a funny thing and end with a good thing. Okay. Sounds good. You guys, holy fuck. <laughs> Here we are thinking that we had close the door on our CCR saga. We said goodbye. We bid farewell and we were like, we're closing this door. The journey is over. The journey was not over because apparently Christy was not ready to say goodbye just yet. Mm -mm. She wasn't ready to leave the party. She busted through that door like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> and here we are again because I was in hysterics. When Lily sent me this, I was like, that's photoshopped. Something here is fake. This can't be fucking real. You sent it to me actually. Did I? Oh, I saw it on Reddit. You guys, I, I tweeted this and I, you, most of you knew what I was talking about. I was like, I have never appreciated the Reddit more because if you remember correctly, <laughs> we're blocked. So we wouldn't have even known that this, what we're about to say happened. We wouldn't have even known it happened. And you guys might have missed this because it was deleted really quickly, but don't worry guys, we got the screenshots. So just to explain this a little bit better is we had a very long episode on Janet the lawyer, who's Lauren the mortician's lawyer, everybody's lawyer on TikTok. And it's really problematic and we're not gonna get into it. Don't worry, please don't click off. And one of the people we talked to who were one of the victims, quite frankly, of Janet's bullshit. She abused the flagging system, basically. Exactly, yeah. So this person, Cody, who we had talked about being a victim of her bullshit, which like literally her like posts that were like her just putting text on a screen that Cody wrote herself, that was getting flagged. So 
Cody then decided that she was going to make a TikTok where she is like green screen in front of one of our clips, which she asked ahead of time if she could use the clip. And I was like, actually, that's going to be infringing on our copyright. And I don't think you're allowed to do that. No, of course we said yes. What's so funny is that she used the clip of like me describing the queen teams. And it's not until I hear myself back that I understand what a raging bitch I can be. Because I was like, oh, Jesse, why the fuck? Why did you say it like that? Like, I wasn't even describing it in a nice way, but she was so gracious. She like took it like a champ and she was like, eh, okay, whatever. And she was just like putting on lip gloss and like just posing in front of us talking about her situation. And she was obviously supporting the podcast and she was very very nice to both of us thanked us I mean she was really so sweet big Cody fans we are and Becca Day fans because Becca Day also did the same thing they're very very sweet they were honestly like so appreciative of us covering it I was like girl like you don't have to thank us <laughs> our pleasure <laughs> fuck Janet actually so I have the entire vision painted out in my head of how this went down exactly oh, okay do share basically if you just looked at the video I guess you could assume maybe which I'm not giving CCR any grace here, but you could maybe assume that she was reacting to a bad clip because I sounded like such a bitch. You could say it, Lily. It's okay. I agree. I wasn't super, oh my God, I love Cody so much. Like it wasn't so glaringly obvious unless you watched the episode and knew that we obviously supported Cody. You'd have to watch the clip, but like if you watched it, it would be pretty clear that we're all on good terms. Also, if you read the caption, it would be clear because she's directing people to go watch the podcast, which you wouldn't be doing if it was like us just hating on her or something. So what I think happened is Christy is sitting there just scrolling her TikTok feed, probably looking for videos of herself. And <laughs> then she is struck because she sees us and she blocked us. So she shouldn't be seeing us on her feed. So I'm sure she is scrolling and she's like, <gasps> Why are they there? These I thought I watched those again. bitches. <laughs> then, instead of watching the video, just assumes that it must be us shit-talking Cody because we should talk to her. So, like, obviously, that's what we do to everyone. Which, like, I resent that because I think that we are very selective on who we shit-talk. And if you aren't a shitty person, then we probably won't shit-talk Well, you. we should talk to her a little bit before we had confirmation that she was a shitty person, but we were right. So, does that make it wrong? People say that it's like, oh, yeah, like, it must be validation when you should talk someone for no reason was there no reason though i feel like what we saw in the beginning all bullshit aside all jokes aside right we saw someone that was using other people for views whether that was in the story time format or like she was just completely lying and saying random ass shit and bringing other people like why do me and shia labeouf not talk anymore like girl please for the love of god so we saw that and we caught on to it well and the thing is is like the thing that we were calling her out for, it's not like then now that she's like being exposed for something. It's something totally different. It's literally exactly what we were calling her out but for. But because people supported her, she got worse. Exactly. And that she found a different way to use people for views. So it went from, I'm using them because they were also in like Disney shows to I'm using former child stars and their trauma to like hijack any attention from that because I don't get enough on my own. And there's a lot of people who have commented since we started talking about this and when we up updated in our last episode talking about Christy, where they were like, dude, I always saw her. And even in those vulnerable podcast interviews and stuff, it just felt so disingenuous. Like it didn't feel like a person yeah. who actually cared about
weird about what this person was saying. And that, like, regardless if you feel it or not, some people can feel shit like that through a screen, like whether you're genuine or you're not. And a lot of people felt like she wasn't. Us included. So anyway, but Christy, of course, just sees it as we're mean girls that were shitting on her for absolutely no reason. And she hasn't done anything wrong. Um, First of all, wrong. But second of all, very wrong of you to assume in this scenario because Christy decides she's not gonna bother watching the video she's commenting on. She's not gonna read the caption either. She's just going to immediately scroll the comments because she's like, yeah, fuck them. I'm gonna go join in on the shit talking circle. Except the thing is, Christy, there was no shit talking circle. So Bunny, who's Cody's friend, commented in all caps, in my opinion, and then Cody responded, allegedly. So they were both making light of the fact that they don't wanna get sued by Janet because Janet's a crazy bitch, basically. And Christy Carlson Romano replies on this thread, okay? And she says, girl, I had to block them for my mental health. Life's too short. Ma'am? To recap, Christy saw this video, did not watch it, did not read the caption, has no clue what it's actually about, but was like, hmm, I can get in on that. I have a connection here. That's what we always called Christy out for is that she literally draws everything back to herself. She'll not be involved in something at all, like the freaking uh, movie Don't drama. Worry, what was it called? Don't worry, darling. And she'll be like, wait a second, Shia LaBeouf was supposed to be in this movie? I knew him. <laughs> it's just like, girl, And please. Cody has like 4 million followers. So mm -hmm. this was another situation. She's like, ooh, I can get in on this conversation. Except Christy was sorely mistaken about what conversation was being had and thought that they were shit talking us. Spoiler alert, they weren't. Cody really is very sweet to us. She understands that we were defending her, even though I didn't give the nicest description of queen teams, but I'm pretty sure she wouldn't give a nice description of queen teams nowadays. And Christy Carson Romano quite quickly uh, got, you know, told, hey, you might want to see the clip, but she deleted this so quickly. Uh, I think it was up for maybe like 15, 20 minutes max, and then it was gone. And my thing is she blocked us before we even put out our last episode on her. Okay, so I don't know if she's seen our last episode on her. If you want to block us because we called you cloud goblins, honestly, valid. But that's not why she did it. I'm sure that was a contributing factor, but she did it because she knew that we were probably going to cover the Alexa situation because everyone was tagging us in the Alexa tweets. Otherwise, we hadn't talked to anyone. We hadn't said we were covering it it was literally because people were tagging us in tweets going you guys were right but christy we covered you later on because you platformed a predator she basically doesn't listen to alexa who raises the concern to her privately first she leaves her on red and just like ignores it eventually blocks her and then deletes her interview that was like her sharing all of her trauma because christy was exploiting all of it for views but don't worry she got the money and then deleted it. Which Alexa had even asked her to donate what the episode makes. And then she to, got blocked. Um, paid so. And she didn't. But so she deletes Alexa's episode and then keeps up Corey's, at least for a while. I'm pretty sure it's down it now is. because backlash. But also, in addition to that, she also, by having Corey on, she invalidates another former guest because Holly Madison had come on and talked about her experience with the Playboy Mansion and with Hugh Hefner. But then when... Corey comes on, they're just old buds talking about Hugh and she like basically asks like, oh, like he's a good guy, right? And Corey's like, oh yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh yeah, I always thought so. Jesus. Excuse me? Yeah, like how are you gonna sit with Holly Madison and like act like you give a shit about what she's been through and then when someone else is talking about that very same predator or like Out person, the window. Yeah, complete. That is so spineless and cloud goblin-y. Exactly. So we stand by all of our comments. We but, do. Um, let's read some of the replies that got her to realize that she was very, very wrong in this situation because she went to like go shit talk with the girlies 
to talk about the girlies, but guess what? They were girlies and you didn't know it. This is too good. We were literally texting like, oh my God, this is like, delicious like this is I was too like, objectively good. this is one of the funniest things that has ever happened like i'm not even necessarily actively laughing but i was like this is like i couldn't wrap my mind around it because i'm like not christy coming back and inserting herself and proving us more correct Ugh, so good <laughs> and just the fact that like we know like we know she blocked us so we knew that she knew who we were but like she hates us and that's kind of awesome if you think about it oh wait wait also though like because she blocked us that was yet another layer of like i had commented on Cody's video as well. So had she not blocked us, she probably would have seen that, which would right. have given her an inkling that like they weren't shit talking us, but no. So the Reddit thread um, on the subreddit, whoever posted it, thank you very much because again, we were blocked so we wouldn't have been able to see it. But um, then the replies that got her to realize that she'd missed some context was someone going, didn't you want to be a part of the queen team though when this was happening? Embarrassing. Did she? Apparently. She wanted to be a part of the queen. Oh my God, that makes a lot of sense actually. She lives in, uh, near them too so i'm like of course she did yeah like uh, clout goblin but then someone else responded to her and said they're literally discussing kelsey and her minions get over yourself she was like delete delete quick quick what i would do to have seen the look on her face when she realized she done fucked up the reason why she fucked up is because again she painted us as in her head, obviously, I'm assuming this, as mean girls who talk shit about other women for funsies. And that is not what we yes. do here. And I don't know if I need to scream it from the mountaintops, if I need to write it on my forehead. I love our fellow creators, especially women. Like, I'm not inclined to just fucking despise someone off the bat. Like, that's just not gonna happen. She really paints us as people who just like, wanna criticize random women on the internet. We're not gonna sit here and be like, Cody, what the fuck is wrong with her? I have nothing bad to say about that woman. Why would I? She has done no, nothing wrong. No, she's great. Not to mention, there's also like plenty of people that we might even have vibes about and like don't like off like behind the scenes, but we aren't broadcasting that no. to everyone. We're not like shit talking people just for fun. If I had the fucking list of people I have bad vibes on, it would just be like literally like Santa's list, like just like a roll of right? paper that goes down to, I know. you know? Literally, I mean, look at Rosanna Pansino. How many people yeah. clowned her ass and we sat here, we were like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's take a step back. Like I could see certain parts of this you maybe don't think is like great or the way it should have been done. But this is not a woman that should be getting the fucking backlash yeah. she should be getting. Like we look at a situation and we have an opinion and maybe sometimes you disagree with it. That's totally fine. But like we take it situation by situation. We're not here to just hate on everyone just for like views. Like that's just not how this for happens. Sure. I just think it, like Christy, a word of advice. I totally get like having a common enemy is honestly a big bonding moment for <laughs> I've experienced quite a bit actually, but you should probably make sure that you have the common enemy before you try and bond. And maybe do it in the DMs versus you know, in a public comment, because you might look a little silly. That's all. I don't know. I found that tidbit so funny, though. Like when, when that happened, I was like, oh, you've got to be shitting me. What a CCR follow up. I love it. We've come a long way. We're like showing up on CCR's for you page, even though she blocked us. Oh, my God. I'm just do we know them as in household name at this point? I said to someone, I was like, I'm beginning to think um, Jesse and I might be like witches or something. That actually might be valid, because every time we talk about something, something really bizarre happens with that topic after. And it's not even just because it's currently unfolding. It's like some weird... No, we have like a weird manifesting situation happening. Yeah. And I mean, That's it's our vibes. only working in our favor right now, but um, it could go south one day. Oh God, Jesus. Okay. But anyway, we do need to move on to a not so fun topic because, oh my God, this has been unfolding in the last, I want to say week on TikTok and it involves essay allegations. So trigger warning. There is this TikToker named Sayla and she is a category of TikToker that is hard to describe. It's kind of like those nomads 
TikTokers. They're like van, van life, life, bus life, commune. I'm just like a free bird. I'll tell you why I first saw her because this was not the first time I saw her, of course. You know me. No. I, do be I, I feel like anyone that has ever been on TikTok has seen her at one point. What was the first time you saw her? The thing that sticks out to me because I've never followed her by any means and I just didn't know who, like I recognize her because she used to always pop up in my feed because she was dating her ex now, but they were like, no, we're not dating. And it was always this like, we're just best friends. What's the baby's feel? Just Pinky promised to be my best friend forever. Look, 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 Pinky. And if she breaks it, I get to break her pinky. <laughs> <laughs> But like they were dating and then they ended up getting like engaged and then they broke up and it was like a very messy breakup. And honestly, not to be like, I didn't get good vibes, but it wasn't even like bad vibes, like what we're going to talk about by any means. I'm not going to say I clocked that, but like- Annoying vibes? Yes, like honestly, just not for me. The first time that I ever saw her was because she used to get injured a lot. Like she used to jump from bridges and cliffs and stuff and like always break bones. And I was like, that's an interesting content route. <laughs> well, I guess she does do like cliff diving, yeah. but that kind of vibe, but it was also like, like very like degaff about that. It was like, oh my god, like I broke my ankle. Ha! What did you like, just say? What degaff? The fuck is that? <laughs> don't give a fuck. You did not just use that acronym in, in real life. God, you are such a millennial. Okay, well, cut it out. <laughs> cut it out. Nope, that's staying in. I personally just didn't really vibe with her. She's just like very chaotic. This is a perfect example. Here's a clip. What's up, babies? Good morning and welcome to my morning routine. We're starting with a run at 7 a.m., but I'm gonna try and start doing this at 5 a.m. I overslept. Mile one down, so I'm rewarding myself with a swing. Don't y'all be knocking on me for not wearing their pods. Someone stole mine. Two and a half miles down, I'm gonna lay in this tree for a while and listen to an audiobook. Now that that's done. <laughs> Time to go to boxing. I'll put my hair up and wrap my hands. I'm done. She said rice. That was exhausting. I'm home, but I'm locked out of my house. So I'm gonna do some yoga while I wait for my roommate to get home. <laughs> I'm inside. I have straight hair. It's time for a shower. I got soap in my eyes. <laughs> Picking out clothes. Don't get me wrong, I love a good jump cut, obviously, as we've seen from any editing I've ever done. But I just feel like she's like yelling at me at all times. <laughs> I avoided her content just because it wasn't for me. But there are other instances where she's had people upset you could say. And we aren't gonna go through all of them, but should we touch on the Burning Man one? Yeah, I had seen her response to that, but I never saw the actual Burning Man clip. We did talk about Burning Man though, because it was literally an environmental disaster. Everything was flooded. It was chaos. People could not get out. They closed all the roads. It was just horrible. So we did cover that part of it and she was there. And this she was. is, I guess, what she said. She has deleted this since, but um, it still exists in like people's stitches and stuff. And this is pretty much the main part of it. What's up, baby? So here's the truth about what's going on at Burning Man. Yes, it's muddy. Yes, we're soaked. It's even raining right now. But the ethos right now is if we're going to be a mess, we might as well be a hot mess. We may not be able to drive or ride our bikes anymore. So everyone's just walking from party to party. And yes, someone did die while they were out here. This is in fact an accident. Jesus. Way to keep it real respectful to the person who passed away. That is like so harsh. I'm not going to be like, you should have gone home as soon as something happened. One, they couldn't have because... <laughs> as we just right. said, that everyone was stuck there. I'm not even saying she has to like not continue to party because I'm sure most of the people there didn't, but why the hell would you include it in that like, oh my God, people are saying Burning Man's awful. It's actually not that bad though. We're powering through. By the way, someone died, hee <laughs> hee. Yeah, it was just such an unnecessary sentence. And so rightfully so, a lot of people had an issue with that. And they were like, girl, why the fuck are you like smiling and laughing about someone passing away? To which she responded. What's up baby, so let's talk about it. Well, I take my first shower in a week. So clearly I've upset a lot of people. I talked 
in my last video about how somebody died at Burning Man. And I may not have said it in the most sensitive way. What you guys need to understand is that happened the night I was at the party. That camp had hosted us for 12 hours and at the end of it all, we found out someone from the burn had passed away. We originally thought that this was someone from the camp, but that has been proved incorrect. It was a freak accident. And I don't want to speak on the details because I'd like to avoid spreading misinformation. But another thing people need to understand is that people die at Burning Man every year. Excuse me? Literally, I was like, I'm sorry. People die every year, so like no one cares. Like, oh my God. I also saw people stitching this and um, saying that it was giving the same energy as the Vanessa Hudgens um, COVID clip where she's like, I mean, people are gonna die. And like, that is sad, but like. <laughs> oh my God. Like, yeah, people are gonna die. It's just terrible, but like inevitable. God. I love that clip so much. Oh my God. In the worst way. Keep that in the drafts. Please don't record it to begin with, but definitely keep it in the drafts. But no, Sailor goes on to then say. Just, just like how people die driving their cars every day. What? Except not like that. That's very, all. very different. Why are we talking about anyone dying? From what I understand, thousands of people go to Burning Man. And in this case, one, one person passed away. That seems like it not only from what I understand, it was like electrocution and it could have been maybe preventable and it's horribly sad, but it seems like something that doesn't happen very often. Like other than people maybe overdosing on drugs or something like horrible like that, it's not you having to drive every day and then maybe something horrible or tragic happens and it's an accident. And even then it's like, well, that's sad too, Sayla. Like that's also sad when people die in car accidents. Just like overall, why are we talking about this? And why are we talking about it while you're taking your braids out? Oh, wait, I forgot to include that. So you know that I already, one of my biggest pet peeves, you guys, is when people do like specifically the like be brushing their teeth or something. And I'm like, why are you trying to tell us a story while you have a toothbrush in your mouth? And they have to pause so they can spit out the toothbrush. Yes, I know why they're doing it because it helps with engagement. But I'm like, no, just brush your teeth first and then tell us the story. Why do we need to multitask? Just, oh, I hate it. In a normal situation, if she was just telling a casual, like, this is what happened to me today, sure, do it while you're taking your braids out. But oh my God, if you're addressing why you were insensitive about talking about someone dying, maybe we don't need to intercut little clips of you being like, ouch, you edited this and you kept those in? Yeah, this is not even a lightly edited video. It's heavily edited. She like meticulously chose every single clip and she left in those stupid bits. The purpose of this video should not be entertainment. It should be to clarify something insensitive that you said, but she's literally right. cutting it like it's just a normal vlog. It's not something we could have expected. It's not something we could have planned for. A lot of people are upset that people continued to party. I really don't know what else we were supposed to do. There's a lot emotionally. We all cried about it. There was huge breakdowns. But you also have to remember that we were stranded out there. It's not like I could have left. I've seen a lot of videos that are saying that I'm being toxically positive or practicing toxic positivity. I was never saying that people shouldn't process what they're going through. I just wasn't processing what I was going through. I wasn't ready to handle the emotions of hearing that someone died. Thoughts and prayers go out to their family and I truly am so sorry if I upset anyone. I did choose to smile through that entire experience because that's what I needed to do for me in that moment. And it's a social experiment. It's a practice and radical self-reliance. While everyone's looking out for each other, you also have to look out for yourself. How I looked out for myself was by smiling through this experience. If I had started to break down out there, I'm not sure I would have ever stopped crying. Wow. Also seen a lot of comments about how I'm out of touch with reality and that I live in my own world. Ouch. And a lot of you guys are right. I do live in a different reality than most people. I choose to separate myself from a lot of the nastiness that's going on in the world because I've been through so much myself already. In no way am I trying to make this about myself right now. I'm just trying to give you guys some context. These like cut in voiceovers are giving you sent this video to someone and they were like, mm, 
I have some notes. And you were like, well, shit, I already you filmed it. No, that happened. The smiling through it all, like she had to do it for her. Girl, you didn't know this person. Yeah, I was like, you didn't know them. No one is expecting you to be like in deep mourning. They're expecting you to not be insensitive and mention it. Yeah, honestly, she's not grasping that we weren't, or like most people, I would assume, maybe there were some people, but I think the majority of people were upset that she so insensitively even talked about it and just passed over it like, and yeah, someone died. Like, it was just a shitty way to address that. Nobody's saying you should have left. Again, we knew, or a lot of people knew, you could not leave. Like, that was not the problem. But there a million things you could have done one of which would have been don't post like that's literally stop posting yeah well no but she couldn't do that obviously and then she says that like people say that she's in her own world and she then cites that like she's had a really rough upbringing which we won't go too deep into her like family history but i guess a couple of years ago she did reveal that her parents had died at one point when she was growing up and that she was then in foster care and has been abused and just had like a really rough time which is terrible, but I'm unsure why we need to be bringing that up when you are supposed to be addressing your insensitive comment about someone dying. <laughs> but yeah, so understandably, people um, were not thrilled about the first video or this response. And I know she's had several other controversies that I don't think are like terrible, but it's just given people kind of like a, hmm, okay, like shown a little bit about her character maybe. But now we have three videos that have come out. I've heard there's like five. Well, I think there's more people that have come forward on Reddit, but they haven't posted videos identifying themselves. The first one comes from a creator named Meep. Did I ever tell you about that influencer that took advantage of me and, and, and schmexually assaulted me? And she has multiple millions of followers? I didn't tell you that story? Let me. There is an influencer out there who lives on a bus. Used to travel on a bus with a boyfriend. Now lives on a uh, property with a bunch of fucking buses. Oh, context. I didn't know this until this all came out because I don't follow uh, Sayla, but apparently um, she like owns a bus commune in Texas where oh. there's like a bunch of buses there and either you can go like live on the property and be like part of the commune or they have buses available to rent as like Airbnbs. Jesus, haven't we all decided that communes are like too culty and should not be interacted? Like for real, communes freak me out. That wouldn't be the life I choose, but I mean, if it works for you, that's fine. But it does notoriously kind of breed less than uh, safe situations all the time. Oh yeah, also, and so she doesn't mention Sayla by name, but like it's very clear that that's who she's talking about. There's no- And I think she put the emoji of the bus in her caption, which is something that Sayla uses in everything. Oh, I didn't like, know Like all that. her captions. Yeah. And multiple of the girls that came out after this also did the same thing. The girls afterwards also like they do name her or at least one of them does. Cause some of the girls are like other creators. There's one girl though that came forward that was like a child, like she's known her for years and is a childhood friend. And she does name her by name, but when this came out, no one had any hesitation. Like it was absolutely that this was about Sayla. Let's say I went over to this bus commune and she's telling me all these crazy stories that are not true. And I'm just starting, I'm starting to sniff out uh, uh, someone that I wouldn't be friends with. There's one day that I, you know, I'm basically just trying to escape from this place because it's impossible to get out of butt fuck nowhere. And she asks for my consent to do something to me, to which I say no. And she proceeds to do what she wanted to, to me. To which afterward I say, 
I didn't consent to that. She laughs. I leave the next day. Someone just comes and gets me because I was fucking scared. And after I'm gone, she's calling me. Why did you leave? She calls my friends that I'm with. And finally, I text her and I say, hey, girl, you schmexually assaulted me. Get the fuck off my phone. I'm blocking you. I don't want anything to do with you. I didn't want to tell the story for a really long time because it made me really uncomfortable to tell. And I still get a little shaky about it because I did feel really vulnerable in that moment. And especially, especially because she continued to follow me. I guess uh, waiting for me to say something, I don't know. Cause she would tell me that she would get fans to come to the commune and tell them that they can come hang out with them as long as they have a threesome with her and her boyfriend. And then made these young 18, 19 year old girls sign an NDA. She then told me that I was gonna have to sign an NDA, which I laughed at. This girl followed me for the longest time and then unfollowed me a few weeks ago. This person is already starting to be disliked on this app, which is brilliant for me because now I feel like I can come out and say my shit and I have other people who know what I'm talking about. I have like a fan of theirs who came to me and told me that they were also taken advantage of by these people. Ooh, I just went, cannot wait to hear what you guys are gonna say to this. So if you're out there and you're watching this video, first of all, fuck you. <laughs> Second of all, you cannot take advantage of fans. I don't care what, I do care what you do to me, but taking advantage of people who follow you simply because you have a following and these poor fucking people just want to come and hang out with you is fucking sick. And I hope you get help and you need help and you know you do. So any hoozles, I can't wait to see what y'all are going to say to this. Anyway, I got some, I, I'm going to make a salmon. I was, this whole video was actually going to be me cooking salmon, but that's not... That's okay, like that. obviously, not absolutely funny, but... fucking horrible. Yeah, it's not funny that she was assaulted, allegedly, and like all of that happened. Personally, okay, this is just coming from someone who's, you know, I've gone through the, uh, what is it, five stages of grief? I feel like there's like 20. But I've gone through the stages of grief of assault myself. And like, the anger is so real. Like, for real, the way she was talking, I, I felt her rage and I understood it so deeply that I was like, oh, she's telling the truth. Obviously, I don't know this person. She's not showing any evidence. I, this is all alleged. Like all these accusations are alleged, but I'm talking as personally, like something that I could feel through to this person on the screen. I just felt like, oh, fuck. She's just like, she's in this anger, fuck you, fuck this phase of being taken advantage of. And um, yeah, I mean, that was the first video that I saw of any of this. And then it literally felt like a snowball of other people coming forward after this. I know I just mentioned how like, I hate when people multitask, but I have to say it was very, um, it was a nice artistic choice to be like- It was cathartic to like watch her just life. like, yeah, I loved it. Oh, no, it was great. Um, And I do appreciate her uh, sharing it. First of all, like it's brave to come out because also I like, I don't know how many, 
How many followers does Sayla have? 6.4 million followers. Shit. Yeah, that's a huge thing to tackle. So definitely like kudos for her for coming out to begin with. But then also kudos for mentioning the whole fan aspect of this. Because I'm sure the fans are too scared to come out. She also mentions the ex-boyfriend that we mentioned earlier. His name is Theo. Basically, she alleges that they would invite fans out to hang out with them at their commune. And it would be in exchange for, like, they have to have a threesome. And then that they would make them sign NDAs, which we obviously don't have proof of either. But someone decided that they were going to go to Theo's page and ask him. And this was his response. Someone commented and said, heard you and Sayla had young girls sign NDAs when you brought them back to your bus. Want to address that? And then he says, this is me addressing it. It's not true. I've never done that. And I don't know anything about an NDA that was only ever maybe a joke. Is that not strange wording to you as well? Yeah, that seems like if that is you addressing it, you maybe want to be a little bit more concise and uh, thorough because this is you addressing something super serious and to just be like, well, maybe it was a joke. Well, was it a joke? Now I'm going to read into that. Like you need to be more efficient with your words. I literally took from this. I was like, what do you mean? Maybe a joke. How is an NDA? Maybe a joke. Like, did you have joke NDAs? No. Like, what the fuck is this? Or even if you were joking, being like, oh, you guys are going to have to sign an NDA creepy immediately yeah, honestly know. it is i don't yeah. like that which i did think it is interesting to note becca day had posted on her story because she's covering all this and she said that apparently the law makes it illegal to enforce an nda that would prevent a sexual harassment or assault victim from speaking out about their allegations which thank god yeah for sure and also i think that people tend to like blanket ndas and think that they're like all consuming or like they cover everything they don't ndas cover specific occurrences so like if you you go to an event and you sign an NDA for that event, then that's what the NDA is for. Again, if you get assaulted or something, God forbid, you could talk about it. People think like if you sign an NDA in relation to a person, you can never talk about that person again. No, it's for a specific event. It's not like, oh, you can never speak about me again. Okay. If they did really make people sign NDAs, I'm sure that it was like it was pertaining to the trip that they were on or something where it happened. We haven't seen like evidence of any NDAs. So that is also still alleged. But the concept is gross. Yeah. And also the reason why Theo's being roped into it, quote unquote, even though they are separated now and she still has that commune and has people coming in and out of it is they were allegedly in a polyamorous relationship. They were in an open relationship. They would both engage in sexual relations with other people outside of their relationship. So it's very plausible that at the time that these people are alleging that everything happened, that they were both either present, involved in some way, again, all alleged, but like it does line up with the timeline. Yeah, it does. Before we continue on, we do want to say a quick thank you to the sponsor of today's podcast, and that is ZocDoc. If you're unfamiliar, that means that you don't watch our podcast very often because ZocDoc is yeah. a recurring sponsor that we love. But fine, I'll tell you anyway. It's a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. And we're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top rated patient review doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones that take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition you're searching for. And the typical way Wait time to book a doctor on ZocDoc is between 24 and 72 hours, which is insane because most of the time you're going to call a doctor, they're going to be out at least three months. And if they are available close to you, maybe they don't even take your insurance. So this just completely simplifies the entire booking process. You're already sick. 
or not feeling well or concerned about something, you want to make everything else as easy as possible. And that's where ZocDoc comes in. And literally, it's like the schedule is just laid out there on the screen. And it's like, here, we have these appointments at this time, these appointments at this time. And guess what? You don't have to use the phone. So if you guys want to try ZocDoc for yourself, you can go to ZocDoc.com DWKT and download the ZocDoc app for free. And then you could find and book a top rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com slash DWKT. ZocDoc.com slash DWKT. And thank you once again to ZocDoc for being an amazing sponsor of this podcast. You the best. This next one, I believe that this is the order they came out, is her like childhood friend whose name is Jade. So I'm like really, really shaking right now, but it's been um, three years since I've been comfortable enough to talk about this, um, mainly because someone else has come forward about it. And um, up until now, I felt like, you know, she had such a big following and there was no reason for me to talk about it and she could destroy me on this app and whatever. But now I feel like I'm super comfortable enough to talk about it. So I've... I, she, this other creator did not um, specify her name, but I'm going to. So I have known Sayla um, since middle school. We went to middle school together. We went to high school together. And, you know, she came to visit me while I lived in Colorado. I came to visit her when she was in College Station going to A&M. Um, so we've known about each other a lot. But um, And I don't know if you guys remember, but when Sayla was first uh, blowing up, she went by uh, Curly and Crazy as her username. And, um, which I, you know, taught her how to use TikTok because I was blowing up at the time and I was, you know, I told her she could do the same thing. And, um, so we reconnected that way after I came back from Colorado. And so this was my experience. Um, not only did she drug, like, drugged me and also assaulted me. Um, if you missed that, she says, not only did she drug me, but she essayed her as well. Um, all in one night. So never told anybody about this except for my close friends. But so I went to go visit her in College Station one time and I had just came out to my parents and, and I got kicked out for it. And so I went to go visit her. She um, was really wanting to party and I had never tried any thing before and she basically shoved it in my mouth she was like drink this take this and got me to the point where I, I didn't even know where I was and what I was doing I was very out of my mind I don't even know how we ended up back at her apartment all I remember is that I was laying down in the bed and she was doing what she wanted to do I was so like up and crazy and like I really didn't know what was going on I really can't describe the experience but I do remember it and the next morning I tucktailed and I ran I I was like I gotta go she was like oh well you're not gonna do anything for me and I was like uh sorry I'm not feeling good I'm gonna go home I'm gonna go look at take care of my cats that I left at my parents house so I left and then I felt really weird about it I didn't really know what happened um and I was like maybe I consented to it maybe I was okay you know we were both really really you know high and maybe you know I consented to it but I don't really remember I just remember the feeling and me being weirded out by it and extremely weirded out by it by the morning and so I left <laughs> there I really should have um ended our communication there and a part of me did but um a part of me wanted to still be friends with her for some reason um so anyways fast forward like a couple weeks she moved out of her apartment and she was coming down to houston i didn't really know her ulterior motives which i found out later 
on. Um, but she came back and she stayed at my apartment for a couple days. And this is where she outed me to my friends. So um, we were in the car. She needed to get something from her guardian's house, which by the way, she it's a lie, okay? She was in the foster system, okay? But she jumped around to different family members because different family members didn't want to deal with her because she has always been crazy. She's always been like that. So that little sob story um, about how she just was in the system, it's true, but not completely true. She definitely had family and she definitely had support because um, I've known her since middle school, high school, that sort of thing. So, and she has a sister that she, anyways, I don't want to talk too much about her drama. Um, so she came back to Houston and I told her that she could stay at my house for a couple days. Um, she even wanted to get an apartment with me, um, but she kept going back and forth. She kept making make a decision. So eventually she came back to my apartment. She left her stuff there and um, she just made me feel really scared. Like I was really scared of her. She was really um, aggressive, um, especially with my friends. So um, one particular time we were in my car and we had to grab something from her, uh, one of her foster family's house, which was um, a foster family she had lived with for years. We we're in the car and she just blurts out and says, Jade, you're not, you're not gay. You don't know what you want, but you're not gay. You just don't know what you want. And in a car full of my friends that I hadn't really come out to. And, um, and I was like, what the hell? Um, and then we came over to my house um, to say hi to my parents. She's at my parents' house opening up all the drawers. Basically, to wrap it up, she she goes on to talk about like how Selah was doing weird shit at her house and like going through all of her parents' drawers and stuff. She just was exhibiting a lot of like sketchy behavior. And then when they were with her friends, she was like really, really bitchy to them and just like was overall not a good friend, you would say. And eventually she like told her she didn't want to be her friend anymore and i'm pretty sure sayla that. told jade that no no opposite oh California or something um and then i let her stay and then the next morning i was just like you know i really just don't want to be your friend like i really don't want to be your friend and so i tell her about it and she blows the fuck up on me um and we ended up blocking each other on everything and that was the last time that me and sayla spoke and that was the last time i ever spoke about my entire experience with her but i'm really glad that some not i'm not glad that somebody else went through that experience but um i'm glad that i can be able to talk about it because it's unfortunate that somebody else had to go through a little bit about her and first of all like she is shaking when she's yeah, talking about yeah. this like there's a lot of details here like she knows this person that is very true and also the i feel like there's so many angles my brain automatically goes to people's retaliation to people who come out about assault that's like what i see in my head flashing i know that people are gonna tell her i mean there seems to be a lot of support but i know that there has to be people telling her like well if she did that to you why'd you let her stay with you in houston and like why'd you keep being friends with her and all this fucking useless bullshit that has nothing to do with anything i definitely do not think that this person is lying whatsoever no. Not even 1%. No. And I think the whole drug thing, it sounds like a case of like severe peer pressure, allegedly. Like it seems like someone, Sayla, who likes to do drugs, you know, she goes to the rave, she goes to all these things. Who knows how many times she's done it before she seems like experienced. And then someone who says she's never done that before. Like you don't just get like high off your ass on like ecstasy and crazy shit the first time you try it unless someone's like urging you to do so or unless you literally don't yeah. know and you grab like three pills at once. Basically, she not only had her do drugs like in general that alone is like okay so she peer pressured her into drugs 
But she references that she made her candy flip three times, which the is, fuck is that? candy flipping refers to when you do like Molly or ecstasy and then also take acid. I personally have never done that. Um, I've done both separately, but also have never had someone force me to do it. Instead, I had people that like had done it and were very much like walk you through like how to experience it. Not that force it in your mouth, don't really prepare you for what it's going to do and then take advantage of you sexually as well. And in the next video, she does explain that like they never had like any kind of sexual or like romantic relationship there was no like flirting beforehand or like right. thinking that one was interested like no it was just out of nowhere and she was basically like in her own world never having done this before and also she notes that she's never done any of it since like to be in that kind of a vulnerable state and then have your friend do that and then also making it complicated for her to process because it's her friend that she has known since middle school so she's like doesn't want to just be like well fuck you bye like she's like trying to like process yeah, it in her head and like sure. so anyone being like oh why would you let her stay at your place because that would be so confusing overall i just fuck this whole story like this one is really just disgusting there also was a third person that came forward her name is meg and here is her clip now did i ever tell you about that influencer that took advantage of me and Okay, so firstly, I just want to say thank you to Meep for coming forward and uh, telling that story because uh, me too. I also had that a similar experience with that same influencer. And honestly, I've just been waiting for someone to come forward and said they had a situation too. So I just want to thank you for using your platform to bring this problem to light um, because there's not a doubt in my mind that she would have continued and continued to take advantage of her fans and other people just in general. I wasn't even one of her fans. I was just someone who was talking to her. At least so I thought. Um, and just, you know, using that as... Sorry, this is like uncomfortable to record um, and I'm not going to go into the details of my experience, but I just wanted to show my support of for me and all the other girls that come forward and kind of advocate in a little bit of a way. I'm just really glad that this is getting brought to light because this definitely would have continued on if no one ever addressed it. So seriously, Meep, thank you for using your platform to do that because definitely saved a lot of girls from the same fate. Um, and just want to say that it's fucked up that sometimes uh, people gain influence through the internet sometimes, use it to take advantage of other people, and I just, like, don't understand why you'd want that to be the human experience that you have. I just think it's disgusting and fucked up, so I hope justice is served because... I don't know, as a society, we just need to shut that down. I also just want to reiterate how important safe and consensual sex is. Um, that's the only sex that anyone should be having. And if you don't get someone's consent, you should leave them the fuck alone. That's just my little, I don't know, tidbit for today. So, in response to that, Sayla actually has come out and made a video, but... It is less than great, you could say. People have been sharing vague stories about me that insinuate terrible things, and I feel the need to address that and set the record straight. I'm a sexually active person, and I've never hid that from any of my partners. In my last relationship, we were open and polyamorous, which means we were both willing to let other people be a part of our sexual activities. However, it was always consensual, and it was always safe. And there was never NDAs. There was never a need for NDAs. That kind of lifestyle, it can be exciting and it can be adventurous, but we're all human and we all catch feelings and that's where things get complicated. 
because communication breaks down and feelings get hurt. And in no way is that kind of lifestyle a hall pass for inappropriate behavior. You always want partners who are willing to engage in safe and consensual sex. But that's why these stories being thrown around so carelessly are so hurtful. One is from a longtime friend and consensual sexual partner who never voiced any concerns to me until she decided to share it and multiple other lies about my childhood to her TikTok platform. I am so sorry to hear she's hurting right now, but it cannot be because our interactions weren't consensual. In fact, she initiated sex with me the morning that she left my house and we made good friends and in contact for over a year. Another is a girl who had a long-term consensual sexual and romantic relationship with, and she asked me to leave my partner for her, which is something I did not want to do. However, despite how it ended, we remained good friends and in contact as into July of this year. And then there's a woman I never had a sexual relationship with of any kind. And that's the video you've all seen of her cutting up the salmon with the knives. We never even kissed. She's trying to turn a playful joke that my friends and I do with each other into something that's sinister. However, I can see in retrospect how it's not that funny. However, it was in no way intended as sexual. I am not sure why these girls are making these videos, though I can say that only they know but it has been good for their follower account, it has been good for their views, and it has been good for their revenue. Guys, I will accept responsibility for situations that got emotionally messy, but as a survivor of sexual assault, I know what it's like to be the target of a predator, and I would never put anyone else through that kind of shame or trauma. To suggest that I'm capable of hurting someone in that way is not only wrong, but it is a lie, and I will not let people sit back and lie about me. I appreciate the support from my friends, and thank you guys for taking the time to watch this. Listen, do I understand as someone who has been assaulted herself that this would be the ultimate nightmare, that this may seem like her whole world is crushing down and like, holy fuck, all these people that I had sex with or even one that I didn't have sex with are now coming back and saying they felt uncomfortable in those situations. From what it sounds like, she is a fairly convincing, charismatic, very uppity person who's just very all over the place. And she may not even see how some of her actions are pushy and cornering people and maybe making people feel uncomfortable. Like that can both happen. You took the thought right out of my head because she might think that she did nothing wrong and she doesn't see what she did as abuse, but that doesn't mean that it isn't abuse. And it doesn't mean that you didn't take advantage of people and it doesn't fit the picture of abuse that she has in her head and like what she experienced. So it seems so disgusting for anyone to compare it like and make up these lies, but she's failing to comprehend that abuse looks a lot of different ways. Well, and I also found it super weird that when she's talking about that joke, okay, so she's saying the girl cutting the salmon, me, she was completely was like joke? out of nowhere just taking a joke out of context and then does not provide any information about what that joke is but then says she could see how in retrospect that joke could have been sinister or like not the right joke to make it is so beyond important for you to sit down and be very 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 detailed on how you want to approach this because if you leave anything up to the imagination you're fucking yourself like this is not the right way to go about it i don't even know what to come up with from imagine like what did you do from what she says and again this is why it's problematic to remain vague because it leaves things up to the imagination but from what i gather it definitely feels like it was a sexual joke that made her feel very uncomfortable. Now, what's weird is she says, we never even kissed. Is that what she said? Yeah, but then also Meep had said that she was sexually assaulted, but that she had asked her ahead of time and she said, no, I don't consent to that and that she did it anyway. It sounds like a sexual or inappropriate joke that when she did not reciprocate that joke or play into it, whatever that joke, quote unquote, 
was was done to her anyway. And we're talking about Taylor Swift went to court because a man grabbed her butt without her consent. And like that is sexual harassment, sexual assault. And that was proven in court. Like no matter what you think, if it was like grabbing her ass or just like doing something that was very invasive to her sexually, even if you didn't kiss, that's still wrong. I don't think she gets that. Well, and that's the thing. It's like the way that Meep tells that story does not feel like it was something just innocent that she made a big deal about. Like you did something. And the fact that Sayla was even willing to admit that it could have been taken different. Like th what went on? Yeah, she's not even saying like, there's no way for her to have interpreted anything weird happened because nothing weird happened. She couldn't even say that because that's not the truth. Although there's a good amount of people that I've seen online being like, well, there's no proof. There's no text messages from Meeps. There's no this, there's no that. Sayla's addressing it is very telling to me in a lot of ways, but it very much makes me feel like she is not willing to understand how she fucked up in certain situations, even if it was not this intentional, I'm gonna assault this person. And don't you also find it interesting that she chooses to not address any of the drug use involved That's in That's true. Yeah, she doesn't. Convenient. She addresses literally everything else. So yeah, she basically says like, these are all lies. And the only thing she kind of entertains is this alleged joke. After she posts that, Jade is very angry because Understandably. she's like, how the fuck are you going to say that I was just lying? And she posts this. So what we're not going to do, Sayla, is call me a fucking liar. And sorry, I don't have lights, the perfect lighting and the perfect calm voice as you. Um, I certainly wouldn't be calm if someone was accusing me of this. But since you want to talk about what you think happened, I'm going to go into detail even more. Okay, let's do it. First of all, I have nothing to gain from sharing what I went through personally to thousands of people. Not to interrupt, but I was going to show afterwards because Sayla actually has been public that she herself has experienced sexual assault and she tells what happened on her TikTok. But I also found a clip that she posted that didn't age very well and is related to what Jade just said. I can probably guarantee you that no one gets assaulted for attention. Interesting. Well, yeah, I've always said that I absolutely despise when people are like, they're doing it because it's so good for their followers. Is it though? Like it's actually fucking hell. Honestly, that was even one of the grossest parts of her response. I'm like, okay. I feel like the minute amount of people that actually do lie about allegations are people who have this sadistic like of like all attention. They don't mind negative and positive and that's why they do weird shit like that. But the majority of people who want positive attention and they want a following on social media, they're not gonna lie about assault because it's not so fun. But I thought that was an interesting point that she like has even said that before and like very much is of the understanding that like people wouldn't just make stuff like that up but alas i do not do tiktok you ruined that for me after our horrible fallout i stopped doing tiktok i just lost the interest i knew that if that's what you know being an influencer was gonna be i didn't want it Okay, it was not for me. And since you want to say that I'm lying about, you know, your background and your childhood. Anyways, you remember this, Sayla? Do you remember what you told my cousin that was super inappropriate when she was, I don't know, 10 years old? Or when you talked to my mom about, you know, everything that had happened in, in your family? Mind you, I knew your sister before I knew you. Did you forget that? Oh, oh, but I'm lying. I'm lying. And not to give you the benefit of the doubt, but yeah, we were very good friends. We went to prom together. You, me, Maddie, you remember that? But we were very, very close. Hence why I was so scared 
and confused and just overall what the fuck and now to talk about what you did to me the night i came to visit you in college station because that was when i for the first time thought hey i don't want to be friends with her because before that we were very good friends after that our relationship ended i really don't know why i shake so badly when i start talking about this but it's got to be talked about because if I thought about it for three, if it's been my Roman Empire for the past three years, you could think about it for a second, okay? Um, you can do that for sure. Um, but I'm more mad than scared now because you're calling me a fucking liar. But anyways, let me get into it. So I had no experience with substances. I mean, yeah, I dabble in the little smirch, 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 smirch. Yeah, sure. But I had never done what you were normally were doing, you know? And you knew that. And... I trusted you because why wouldn't I trust a friend? I mean, if you don't remember, I was pretty bonkers that night. I went on this whole like journey on my longboard and I got lost and then you came. Basically, she describes that she like was tripping too hard and then she gave her more drugs to sober her up. I feel like a lot of people do that and it's absolutely fucking horrifying, but like they're like going crazy on ecstasy. They'll be like, here, take a Xanax. That'll calm you down. You're like, it's too anxious and it's just so horrible to mix all of that shit. But that seems like maybe what happened. I don't know. She's not being specific, but. And now that I'm older and I look back on it because I felt guilty for so long for remotely consenting to that is, first of all, you were supposed to be a friend. If you knew that I had never done this before, why would you force it upon me? And then while I'm in my vulnerable state, tell me to candy flip. Three, three different candy flips. She said three different candy flips, bro. So she was on ecstasy and then to sober her up, she gave her acid. Acid? That's what candy flipping is. It's LSD and Molly or ecstasy. Jesus Christ. So she was just like out of her mind. So like she couldn't consent, but then felt guilty because she did, she guesses, but like because she didn't know what was going on. She mentions, like I said earlier, that they did not have any kind of romantic relationship leading up to that, that it wasn't like an inevitable thing that happened. I don't really know since I don't watch Sayla, I don't know the whole context of this friendship, but this is someone that she was close with that you can definitely see in a lot of her videos her name is Rin and she came out and posted a video where it's just text on screen with like sad music playing but it says wasn't sure if it was my place to speak on this subject but with all the other girls coming forward I need to make it known that I believe every word of their stories and I stand with them and I support them feel free to reach out to me if you'd like to talk privately wow that's really telling her caption says I didn't want to bring this online because it's not my story to tell but I've been bombarded with messages and comments from people asking what side I'm on and I just want to say I believe women wow and a lot of people comment like you were the first one to come to mind since you guys are so close i guess they're like really good friends and another one says oh my god thank you wow i know this must be hard grieving a friendship with someone you thought you knew Oh, hi there. Naturally, there's a million updates, so bear with me. First up, we have a TikTok user by the name of Lil TikTok, and apparently it's this girl that met Sayla about two months ago, and Sayla gave her her extra phone that she had just had lying around, and then 
The girl explains that something happened with the sinking. So basically she ended up with like all of Sela's old text messages. And I'm not really sure how that happens, but she shows them, including one with Meep where she shows her real name, which Meep does not share on the internet. So that was cute. She also reveals what the joke supposedly was with Meep. So I'll play that video now. Okay, so I'm a recent friend of Sela's. I met her skydiving. Didn't know she did TikTok or anything like that. So I have no idea who she was before meeting her. After we first hung out, I told her I didn't have a phone and I was just on my iPad all the time. And because she wanted her to keep in contact with me, she told me that she actually had another phone that she had brought with her to Hawaii. And it was basically used as a hard drive or something for her. And so she let me actually have this other phone. What's crazy is I had no idea by me putting my phone number into the phone, our lives would sync and I'd get all of her texts. She'd get all my texts. We became one essentially. Because of this, I have all the texts that she sent, meaning that I have a little bit of proof about the allegations that are out there right now. Just because this story is literally crazy that a stranger gave me her phone. Here's a photo of me with the phone. You can see the date right there. Here's the back of the phone proving that this is the phone. So here's the phone, here's the photo app. Right here, photos of her. Literally can scroll anywhere throughout this phone. More photos of her. It's obviously her phone. Now let's get into these texts. After watching the salmon cutting video made by Meeposaurus, or is her real name, I immediately assumed grape. After reading the text, I can definitely assure you it was not grape. And it actually, I understand what Sayla meant when she said joke in the video because I've actually, we do it with all of us and our friends. So right here, you can see that she says before putting your boob on me, what she's referring to in that case is we all will waddle up to each other and plop a titty on our heads. I'm genuinely sorry for laughing at this. This is not something to laugh about whatsoever. Essay is a serious matter, obviously. It's just, I've seen it in person and yeah. That being said, I have no idea how Sydney felt in the situation. I was not there for the encounter. So again, I have no comment on the actual scenario itself. Just wanted to clear up exactly what she meant when she said she, Sayla asked to do something to her and she said no, and Sayla then proceeded to do. This is not me defending Sayla in any videos that have been posted. This is just me sharing what I have at my disposal. As far as Jade's video, the texts are too far back, so this phone does not have them. Um, so I can't give any proof or insight as to that situation. However, Meg, let's look at those. After doing a little bit of scrolling, I did notice a little bit of a falling out, as you can see here. It's obviously about some sort of project they're working on with one another. I'm not really too sure. Obviously, though, it was a forgive and forget situation because you can tell that they stayed friends afterwards chatting about building van life or something. The most recent allegation, Laura, I decided to look up her name as well, and I actually did find texts, which are pretty recent. She said the scenario between her and Sayla happened back in 2020, and these texts are from December 22nd, 2022. You can see right here that it's obviously her inviting her back over, and yeah, I don't know what to say about that. I stand by essay victims 100%. I'm not doing this as a defense video for Sayla in any means. I'm literally just providing context for this situation. Also, if any of the girls that I talk about in this video decide to say that these texts are false, I can take a screen grab of me clicking on their contact and sharing their number. Yeah, and as you probably heard, she also kind of seems to, I don't know if you would say threaten, but offers almost to expose the girl's numbers if any of them come forward and say that the texts are fake to like prove that they're real. But to that, I say, girly pop, that is doxing. So I don't know if she meant publicly or I don't know what else she would mean, but that was interesting. I honestly don't really know what to think about it. She claims that she's not doing this in defense of Sayla, but also a lot of people have pointed out she does have kind of shifty eye movements throughout and people were maybe suggesting that someone was in the room with her, kind of like coaching her with what to say. I'm not an expert with body language, so I'm not really sure. But it has also since been deleted, so 
Uh, obviously, a lot of people have re-uploaded it, but uh, not really sure what to think about this one. In addition to that, two more victims have actually come forward now on TikTok, making five total. So I will play those both for you now. The first one that you're gonna see is from a girl named LL, and then the second one is from a girl named Sierra. Come with me while I pretend to be a TikTok for the day with a fake get ready with me video so I can talk about something important. I wanna preface this video by saying a few things first. Like if you see me laugh or smile during any of this, it's not because I think what I'm talking about pertaining to me or anyone else is funny. It's just because that is how I genuinely respond to things that make me uncomfortable. I know it's terrible. Um, also huge shout out to Meepers whose real name I do not know, and I should have asked, and now I feel terrible for that, but I really hope it is Meepers. It could be for all I know. Um, without her, I would not be talking about this. So, you know, huge shout out to her for her voice and encouragement and just supporting others, you know? Because until literally two days ago, I didn't even know there was other people. So let's talk about it. So in 2020, I met Kayla Cooks at Texas A&M when I was doing my undergrad there and we became friends and she eventually asked if she could move in to one of these spare bedrooms I had in my house because she claimed she has, had nowhere to stay. Well me being the very giving and easy to take advantage of person I said yes of course literally bought her the bed in that room the furniture like set her up. She stayed there for months and didn't pay a single dollar of rent or just for anything like that in general. And we also had some other problems with um, stealing and just, yeah. But one night we decided we wanted to go to an AM game. So we were regrettably, unfortunately, whatever, drinking before the game, during the game. We were very intoxicated. I was very intoxicated and a little bit before the game ended, we decided, well, I did, I, w I wanted to go back to the house so I could shower before we ended up going out for the night. So we went back to the house. I was in the shower, got out of the shower, and I opened up the bathroom door and a towel because my clothes are in my room, obviously. And she's just sitting on the edge of the bed looking at me. Well, she gets up, comes over to me and grabs my wrist um and leads me over to my bed and like turns me around to where like my back is towards my bed and then proceeds to grab my towel and throw it on the ground and then push me back on my bed i'm like what are you doing like no and like try to bend down to grab my towel and she just pushes me back again and then gets on top of me and straddles me and basically implied that by the by the end of it i will enjoy and keep in mind there was someone else there in the room you can probably piece that together watching other videos or watching other videos and whatnot. Um, and yeah, basically, I'm not going to say it. You can put the pieces together. I just, I can't, I, no, I don't want to say it, nor do I want to talk about it. This is talking about it enough for me. After that, I put on my clothes and we got in a car and went to Northgate, the bars. And no one could understand why I was crying in the front seat and like upset and not wanting to talk to anyone and just like disgusted with myself. Yeah, so let's just say shortly after that, she moved out. And it's just crazy because I'm the type of person who, well, let me preface by saying this. I didn't speak, I, I wasn't staying silent for all this time because I was scared. I'm just the type of person that's like, oh, worse has happened, you know? This isn't that big of a deal. Or I suppress it and just completely forget about it or completely ignore it 
or completely change my narrative on the matter and convince myself that it was okay what happened. And it wasn't until I watched Meeper's video literally two days ago that I was like, like I was shocked. I was so surprised, but I wasn't surprised at all. I just was like, I immediately reached out to her. Literally, I'm I'm not on TikTok. I'm, I have two videos. I'm, I'm only on Instagram. And I DM'd her on Instagram. I was like, oh, we need to talk. And I had never, except one other person, talked about this to anyone. Just because like, for so many different reasons and for reasons you probably can pick up on and you know it's not that I was scared I was just disgusted mortified and honestly I just pretended like it didn't happen you know it needs to be talked about because knowing that there was other women other people who went through something like this or something similar is just like you know everyone can believe what they want about this subject about this matter I've read some of the comments on Meeper's videos you know you have no proof, all this stuff, but it's like, guys, that's all I have to say. I don't know about my hair, but I'm also a victim of solace as well. Um, this happened to me about a year or two ago, I'll say. Um, I met her at a gas station. Um, I guess she was doing work for herself. I think this, you know, she was real popular on TikTok. And when I met her at a gas station, like, she was getting snacks and gas. And I was the, just there to basically get a real over there, a lot of cigar, whatever you, whatever you call it. Um, it's kind of hard for me to talk about it because, like, when it did happen or whatever, and I tired and feel comfortable about it, she basically told me, like, well, because I'm saying if you say something, no one's going to believe you. You know, I got thousands of followers that's going to have my back. Um, they're going to say that you're not particularly the type of woman I'll go for. And so I was like, so is that why you did it, even though I told you no? Um, she was like, she, she was in a scene, but, like, did that goofy laugh she, she always do. I really didn't understand it because I already have a problem with my sexuality if, if I like girls or not. You know, she knew that because, like I said, me and her talked or whatever. I let her know that, you know, I was trying to come up as well on social media platforms, being an influencer and stuff like that. And she told me like she could help me and stuff like that. So I don't know if she felt like it was okay to do that because I, you know, I guess cause she said she was going to help. I was, she was going to help me. She, she kissed me, but the kiss wasn't like a regular kiss. It was like... She tried to, like, French kiss me, and I, like, kind of pushed her back, and then she kind of, like, pushed me. We almost got into an altercation, but, like I said, I was in her stuff, in her property, so I already knew if I was, like, us to fight or anything like that, I'm a black woman, so they were automatically going to look at me as an aggressor because a black woman is always mad. You get what I'm saying? And she was already kind of painting a picture that even if I did come up and say something, even her followers or other people on TikTok won't believe me was because I have a darker skin complexion than her and that she just has million followers. I am glad that someone did come out and say something because I feel like she done this to, to a lot of girls and I also feel like Meek gave a platform for us to talk and say something to speak up. I feel like if I would have never run across her video, this would have still, you just would be in the back of my head something that I think about every day. So I really want to thank you for coming out and sharing your experiences so other girls like me can also come out and, you know, say something stand up to her. And actually, since posting that, Sierra has deleted it and posted something else that reads, I never knew the internet or people on the internet can be so ignorant. I rather keep to myself like I was before, thanks to all who did support. But including Sierra, that does make five different victims that have come forward uh, with allegations against Sayla. Quick update with Theo, the ex-boyfriend as well. We already read that comment earlier where he responded and denied basically having any involvement and also denied the existence of NDAs, saying that they were only maybe a joke, which was interesting. 
Um, but so after that, Theo turned his comments off. Salos have also been turned off for quite a while, and we haven't seen any new posts from her. But Theo has continued to post, one of which was a post that had the caption, As women come forward to share their experiences, men must listen. It's not for me to comment on. My voice isn't one people need to hear. However, I'm certain in my honor, character, and integrity. A couple things I'll set straight. There were never NDAs, and I would never force my inclinations onto anyone. I hope everyone who crosses my path feels safe and valued. He also posted a selfie on his story on TikTok, and it had text on the screen that read, Hope everyone has a beautiful day. There's so much to be grateful for in this life. But that was not the only text on screen, because then, if you looked in the bottom right corner, it had much smaller text, and it says, Don't believe everything you see on the internet. An interesting comment to make after you just told men to listen to women's stories. It's a bit conflicting, and kind of seems like you're telling people to listen, but not believe what you're listening to. So that was an interesting choice. If we circle back to who brought the NDAs up to begin with, and actually who brought Theo into these allegations to begin with, it was Meep, who you might remember was the one cutting the salmon. She had mentioned that the way she got out of the commune was from a friend picking her up. And now that friend has actually made a video and spoken out and is totally backing Meep's story and well, now we have heard from said friend and not only is she speaking out, but she is defending Meep's story and agreeing that all of it happened. Hi friends, I'm here as one, someone younger in the RV bus van community, and two, the friend that picked Meep up from the bus commune. When I first started living in my RV, I wanted pretty badly to go and like live there. Like my RV, I mean, they both dig TikTok. They're both kind of around my age. I thought that it would be cool until I get a phone call while I was in the Virgin Islands airport from Meep saying, hey, I am very uncomfortable. I do not feel safe. Can you pick me up? Let me tell y'all, absolutely nothing, nothing would have stopped me from getting home and picking up that girl. Nothing. We hadn't even met in person before. This is actually, it's actually kind of a little bit of our love story, actually. But I'm just so thankful that I was literally in the airport getting ready to go home. And she called me. I arrive at the little commune in the dark. First of all, I would have never been able to drive my RV onto that property. Oh my God. And I was fucking off-roading. Finally find the, the bus that Meep is staying in. And that girl bolts out the door. She bolts. Comes in my car and we bolt. She's just telling me everything that happened. And I just am so thankful that I never stayed there. The jaw was on the floor. It's not my story to tell, though. You can go and watch Meep's video. As someone in the RV community, it's super disappointing. And they are also on Workaway. If, if you don't know what that is, it's a website where you can go and get a job on someone's property and they'll let you stay there for free. I know a lot of RVers do this. I know just a lot of people who are trying to get away from home and don't have the money to do it. Trying to go live somewhere else who don't have the money to do it. I just want to get the word out there that that Workaway is not the Workaway you want to work away at. It's not. Don't go to the bus commune in Austin. Ugh, this is ultimately so gross, obviously, but it just seems like Sayla needs to do some inventory on her life and the things and the interactions that she's had. Again, not every assault needs to be this malicious, you sit down, you do this. Like that's not how it happens for a lot of people. And it doesn't invalidate their story. It doesn't make it consensual. There are so many different elements to it. And again, to me, it's super telling that these multiple women, I think it's three on TikTok, two on Reddit. Don't take my word for it, but I think that's the case. And that's so far, there could be more coming out. Because the fact that these 
girls all came out so quickly was like they were waiting for the chance to say something where they knew they would be. And I don't know that people until you've been through it actually grasp what that feels like. But yeah, for a lot of people, you do not feel empowered enough to come out about someone until you see someone else do it, especially when that person you're coming out about is a celebrity or an online famous person or whatever. That is why when you see accusations come out and then quickly others follow, that's usually what's happening. It's that person has been operating that way in the shadows for a very long time and all of a sudden everyone feels comfortable enough to talk about it because nobody wants to talk about shit that they're gonna get reamed for, especially when it's something so vulnerable already. It's like, Jesus. When you're talking about a celebrity or an influencer or something, you know that when you speak out about it, it is going to be a big deal. It's not that you think no one's going to see it. It's that you know everyone is going to and that most people are going to be like, mm, is that true? But then when you see someone come out and people are validating them, they're like, oh my God, finally, I can say something. Like that makes total sense to me. Oh yeah, for sure. But that's all we know right now. Sela just did that response today and I'm sure something's gonna follow this so we'll update you if it does. But all in all, I'm wishing those women well. I'm wishing Sela to do some serious work on herself and to distance herself from that whole commune bullshit. I do not think that is the way to go at all. I think that's so problematic. Again, I think it breeds a questionable environment. It's fine to be open sexually, but you need to make sure everyone is open And sexually. also, you can't forget the fact that you are an internet famous person. You have over 6 million followers and the majority of people that are coming to that commune are coming because they know who you are online. That's already a problem. There's two levels to this. It's like she compromised the trust that she had with her friends, but then also the fact that she did this with fans potentially is very alarming. And also I've seen a few people say this and I want to just reiterate it. If any creator wants you to sign an NDA, especially in a situation like this where it's to like cover up, like it's not like for a shoot for an event or something, do not sign it. Absolutely not. If there is an NDA involved, something not good is going to happen. And that's not to blame the fans because I'm sure it's tempting to do whatever to hang out with someone that you look up to, but you never know when it's going to turn out to be something potentially like this. Jeez. Well, luckily we are going to end on a bit of a positive note because we do have our little tidbit called We Love the Internet at the end of episodes now to palate cleanse the absolute, gosh, the shit. This was a lot. I feel like heavy. Mine is a little bit long, so I'll just save it for next episode and I'll let Lily share her We Love the Internet segment so I can just chuckle. Oh, okay. Mine's so, mine's so, so short. Okay, period. This I just came across last night and I don't even have a whole lot of backstory to it. I just saw it and I was like, oh, that's really sweet. Where's the girl that collects the dandelion Crayolas? I found two at my family's restaurant. Um, I'll delete it once I find her, but tag her below. I got two. She goes, where's that uh, girl that collects the dandelion crayons? <laughs> I've got two. Apparently there's a color of crayon that this girl collects that has a TikTok following and has been vocal about. And this girl knew about it. So she was like, oh, I found two of the crayons at my family's restaurant. Tag the girl so I can give them to her. Okay, so for context, this is the dandelion crayon girl. Well, I mean, pathetic or not, guess what? I'm gonna do it again. So for context, I have a dandelion crayon collection. It was my all-time favorite crayon growing up and Crayola retired in 2017. So now I collect them obsessively. Anytime I'm out thrifting and I see a container of old crayons, I have to get it to see if there are any dandelions inside. 
So basically, there's the context, and this girl saw two dandelion crayons in her family's restaurant, and she was like, oh, I should send them to the girl. And I thought that was really nice. And she did send them, right? Allegedly. Oh, period. We're going to choose to believe yes, because we love the internet. Well, mine, I'm going to show mine, because I didn't know Lily's was that short. So mine isn't that long. What it is, is a recreation of, do you watch Kitchen Nightmares, or have you ever watched it? No, but is I already see the thumbnail. Is that the Nothing Burger? Oh, no, that's um the, like, competition show that he has, Hell's Kitchen. But he has a show called Kitchen Nightmares, where he goes and basically like rescues struggling businesses and he is so fucking dramatic about like literally everything it's so funny actually too because gordon ramsay himself has so many bad reviews on his actual restaurants i guess because he opened so many of them um but people have like a lot of bad things to say about his restaurants that like the food tastes like shit it's overpriced whatever but these two people recreated a kitchen nightmares like this isn't an actual episode they just like recreated it and i thought it was so spot on and i was i was chuckling at like one in the morning i think it was last night actually well who's this first of all who we yeah i was a bit apprehensive about coming on the show because i feel like he always makes things seem worse than they actually are but at the minute we're just not getting the customers in <sighs> wish me luck <laughs> fucking disgusting what a shame been doing? Oh, past wind, big boy. You're not going to edit in fart noises, are you? That's actually happening. What's actually happening? What's that? How long's that been there? Chicken doesn't fart when it's old. You're delusional. What's that supposed to be? Would you serve that to a customer? No, I can't. Oh, I've just been sick. Oh, oh. Poo wee, what's that? What are you doing? Oh God, oh. There's someone pooing in there. It's normal for people to use the toilets. Don't cry, big boy. I'm not crying. There shouldn't be poo in a restaurant. Literally, when I tell you that could have just been an episode of Kitchen Nightmares, like he throws up, he grabs everything, he goes, what is this? And he'll like throw shit against the wall. He gets so pissed. He's fighting with everyone. And it, is it really that serious? Sometimes, is there mold? Maybe, sometimes. But it isn't always that bad. And he does make it really dramatic. And I thought that was hilarious. Anyway, that made me laugh at 2 a.m. So there you go. And speaking of that, and another reason I love the internet, did you see that he has a video with um, Susie, the, who does the Susie stitches? Oh. They're talking about pesto. No, I didn't. It's like a second. I'll toss to it right now. Recently, everybody thinks I'm crazy because they don't like store-bought pesto. What do you think about that? Uh, I think it's a good thing, the fact that you don't like store-bought. More importantly, you can make a great bloody pesto, so <laughs> no more store-bought. This is the new pesto queen. Yes, thank you. So you're crazy because you don't like store-bought pesto. That's right. Yeah, we're both yeah, crazy together. We are both crazy. Also, yeah, listen, craziness makes a great chef. Never forget that. <laughs> I love when the internet brings people together. He's very chronically online for a celebrity chef. It seems so. I don't, he, how does he have the time to do all of the things he does? I think he mainly just pays other people to do the other stuff. Like, I think that's why his restaurants get so many bad reviews because he has other people running them. Hasn't even Keith Lee done a bad one? Yeah, yeah, he has. Well, anyway, that is what we will leave you guys with today. I hope you enjoyed I guess it's always weird to say that after a pretty shitty episode or like a sad episode. I hope you enjoyed the CCR comment. Yeah, just mostly hope you enjoyed that segment. But anyway, that's it for today's episode. If you guys made it to the end, we do appreciate you as always. Hope you have a great weekend and we will see you on Monday. Bye. For episode 100.